Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God is about to do a thing in this place. I've been so excited about preaching that this second service, first service was unbelievable. But I came to talk to people today to tell you that you're closer than you think you are. I just feel in my spirit there's some of you who have been in a battle and I heard the Lord say this battle is just about over. The tables are about to turn. This season is about to shift. I feel breakthrough in the house. Who's ready for breakthrough? Come on, make a little noise if you're ready for breakthrough. Come on, make a little noise if you're ready to possess the promises that God has made you. We're going to be coming today from Exodus chapter 2. If there's ever been a moment that I feel like I'm here to do a little bit more than preach, I feel like I'm here to prophesy into your life, today is that day. I believe that when God makes a promise, you can count on it. Okay, most of you believe that. I said, I believe when God makes a promise, you can count on it. And he's going to bring it to pass. Who's ready for a season-shifting word? Are you ready? Let's look at Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2, verse 1. You by live stream, you honor us by being with us. Thank you for tuning in today. You're part of our church, and we love you. Exodus 2, 1. The Bible said, And the man of the house of Levi went and took as a wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. This would have been Moses. And when she saw that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, dabbed him, dabbed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, watch this now, and laid it in the reeds by the river's brink. I want to preach to you for a few minutes along these lines. I'm on the brink. I'm closer than I've ever been. I'm on the brink. I'm on the edge. I'm almost there. The fight has been intense, but I'm on the brink. The enemy has been resisting, but I'm on the brink. I'm talking to somebody who's on the brink of a miracle right now. I'm talking to folks who are on the brink of a breakthrough right now. You're on the brink of seeing your children saved. You're on the brink of a financial miracle. How many of you claim it in Jesus' name? I'm on the brink. I'm on the edge. I'm close. Slip up your hands. God's about to say a thing in this room. Father, I thank you for this word today that you've given me to your people because you want me to tell your people now is not the time to give up. They are closer than they've ever been. I pray that you will release supernatural, unexplainable, heaven-sent, breakthrough in this place this morning. I pray that you will encourage the discouraged. I pray that you will strengthen the weak. I declare in Jesus' name that there are some battles that there are people in this room that have been in. These battles are just about over. Hallelujah. They're on the brink. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Somebody by faith, if you will claim that you're on the brink, give God a praise in this room before we sit down. Come on, whatever you're trusting God for, let your praise get up to that level. I'm on the brink. God, I'm trusting you. This is how I'm going to praise you when you bring it to pass. Before you sit down, tell some folks around you, I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink.
Yes, yes. Excuse me if my praise gets a little bit crazy. I'm on the brink. Excuse me if I shout too loud for you this morning. I'm on the brink. Excuse me if I have trouble not clapping my hands. I'm on the brink. Excuse me if I get on your last nerve, giving God glory. If you knew what I knew and felt what I felt, you might be praising him too. Is there anybody here on the brink? Make a little noise if you're on the brink. I want to share some powerful truths with you out of this just three pat, three scriptures. And this is going to be, I believe, life transforming for many of you in this room. As I said, first service was absolutely supernatural. And I'm expecting today and tonight uh, in Palm Coast to be no different. The first thing I want to show you, precious, is this. Your destiny is divinely deposited. That means whatever God has for you, it's for you. God doesn't lie. Your destiny came from the Lord and it has been supernaturally placed in you by the Lord himself. The Bible says in Exodus 2-2, now remember we're speaking of Moses. It said when she saw that he was a goodly child. I want us to look at this scenario surrounding these events here in the life of Moses. When he arrived on the scene, y'all, he's already in trouble in the natural. Pharaoh has given orders that all the Hebrew male babies were to be thrown into the Nile River and thereby consumed by the crocodiles. But Moses, in this story, he's sentenced to death, but he could not die. He could not die because his destiny was too great and his destiny came from the Lord. Let me tell you something. If the devil could kill you, you would already be dead. If the devil could take you out, honey, he would have took you out a long time ago. But the truth is, there's too much destiny in you. There's too much purpose in you. If the devil could kill your children, he would kill them. If the devil could destroy your life and your family, he would do it. But I've come to let you know that there's too much destiny in you to die. God is for you. He is not against you. Moses had too much destiny to die because his purpose was great. His destiny is great. And I'm talking to some people today, and I want you to comprehend fully what I'm saying to you. I'm saying that your destiny is great. I'm saying that God is on your side. Now, the truth is, Pharaoh was a bloodthirsty ruler who was threatened by the Israelites and God's blessings over their lives. They multiplied as a nation under extreme affliction. Look at what the Bible says in Exodus 1.12. The Bible says the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Here's the truth. Some of you have been in seasons where you feel like you've been under attack. There are some situations where the enemy has come against you. He's been afflicting you. He's been worrying you. He's been aggravating you. He's been upsetting you. He's been coming against you. But listen to me. God can bless you right in the middle of an attack. See, our extremities become God's opportunities. Even when I'm under attack, I'm still blessed. Even when things aren't going right, 
right, I'm still blessed. Even when I don't have everything I want, I'm still blessed. Because my story is not over, my story is still being told. So whatever God has spoken in my life and about my life, it shall come to pass. Hear me in this house. Some of you have been in seasons where you feel like you are under attack. But don't let the devil fool you. This attack is coming against you because God has made promises about you that are going to manifest and materialize. Don't let your attack convince you you're not blessed because let me tell you, by the time this story is over, not only are you gonna know it, your family's gonna know it, your friends are gonna know it, and the devil is gonna know it in the mighty name of Jesus. See, our extremities becomes God's opportunity. Say it again, say I'm still blessed. Back to Moses. It was in this chaotic atmosphere when Pharaoh is killing male children that Moses was born. But the destiny of Moses was greater than the threat of Pharaoh. And I wanna tell you, your destiny is greater than the devil's threat. Don't be surprised when the devil threatens you. Don't be uptight, don't get too overwhelmed when the devil threatens you. Don't give up on your promise or your destiny because the devil threatens your family or threatens your purpose or threatens your future. I've come to tell you the early church dealt with consistent and constant threats. The Bible said that they were constantly being threatened. Even Saul, before he became Paul, the Bible said he whispered and breathed threats against the church. So you got to understand that the devil's gonna threaten you. Hear me in this room. When he can do nothing else, when he can't touch you, when he can't destroy you, when he can't bring you down, what he will do is <clears throat> clear his throat and open his mouth and begin to threaten you. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Some of you have been enduring seasons where the devil has cleared his throat and he is threatening you. He's threatened your peace. He's threatened your home. He's threatened your family. He's threatened your children. He's threatened your mind. He's threatened your money. He's threatened your joy. He's threatened your very salvation. He's threatened your purpose. He's threatened your future. He's threatened your dreams and he's threatened your destinies. But I want to tell you that that's all the devil's got. Come on, blood-washed believer. Come on, are you washed in the blood of the lamb? The devil's threatening you, saying, I'll keep that daughter. The devil's threatening you, telling you, I'll destroy that, ma that marriage. But let me tell you, the devil has this. He has a threat. Let the devil threaten, because a threat never hurt anybody. Come on, have you ever known a big talker? Have you ever known folk that could threaten but they really couldn't back it up? Let me tell you, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And I want to tell somebody else, you're not going to die. You're not going to perish prematurely. There's too much destiny in you and the devil can't touch your divine destiny. He can only talk about it. He can only talk about destroying you. He can't destroy you. He can only talk about bringing you down. When it comes right down to it, he can't bring you down. He can only talk about it. So let the devil talk, but you let your praise be your response to his talk. Mm. Nowadays in social media, there's something called the clapback. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very smart on stuff like this. But when someone is insulted like on Instagram, if they're insulted, they clap back. And the clap back is what we used to call the comeback. How many of y'all know what a comeback is? 
Well, now these kids call it clap back and act like they've invented something new. <laughs> Baby, we was clapping back when you wasn't even back. Come on, somebody, when you wasn't even here. But anyway, the devil is going to threaten you. And Satan has been running his mouth as it relates to your destiny. You need to stop right now and clap back with your praise. <laughs> you need to let your praise be your comeback right now. He says he's going to have your children. He's going to have your purpose. He's going to have your dream. He's going to have your destiny. But right now, you need, don't even, don't even trifle with the devil. Don't even talk to the devil. Just let your praise be your comeback right now. Okay, I got about 30% of you. I said, let your praise be your comeback. Let your praise be your clapback. If you knew that your praise would insult the devil, how would you act right now? Wait a minute. Do you know that the devil is so sick, he's so warped, he's so jacked, that he's so hungry for what goes to God and that's praise that he will take your he will take your complaining he will take your doubt he will take your fear and he will take it unto himself as praise anytime you doubt God he takes it unto himself as praise anytime you fear the future he takes it unto himself as praise but when you learn to praise God when your back is against the wall and everything's not going right when the devil is whispering threats against you yet you reach deep down inside you insult the enemy you devastate the plans of the devil because you let him know this is my clap back God is on my side I need somebody right now just what's your comeback gonna be the devil has said he's gonna take your family what's your comeback gonna be the devil said you're gonna die of cancer what's your clap back gonna be the devil said you'll never have that dream what is your clap back gonna be somebody needs to get desperate enough to say God I believe that you are greater than the attack of the enemy in my life I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink. Your praise is your answer to the devil's attack. Hear me in this house. So you got to let hell know that your destiny is divinely delivered and it will come to pass. I said it will come to pass. Moses should have never lived, but look at what the text declares. Because he should have been thrown in the Nile River, right? He, sh he should have been thrown in the Nile River and he should have perished with the rest of the babies. But the Bible says about his mom, when she saw that he was a goodly child. I just like the word goodly there. That's just a good word. The word goodly, it means valuable in estimation. She looked at him and said, there's something about him. There's something about his destiny. There's potential in this little boy. He is a goodly child. See, she saw something in him that he could not even see in himself. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be where I am today if God wouldn't have put people in my life who saw potential in me when I didn't even see it in myself. How many of y'all know we don't get to where we are by ourselves? That we are all scaffolding for each other. Come on, somebody. We all help each other rise. She saw something in Moses that he couldn't even see in himself. It's just as if she looked at this baby and said, there's just, there's just, there's just something about him. There's just something about him. There's something in him. There's some purpose about him. There's just, there's just something about him. Just nudge somebody and say, there's something about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
just tell them, say, there's something about you. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about you. There's something about you that God can use. There's something about you that shows me that the Lord is on your side. There's something about you. You look like you're about to have a breakthrough. You look like you're about to see the plans of God manifest in your life. You look like you're about to see your children come back around. There's something about you. There's something in you. There's something. I don't know what it is. Most people think you're just normal sitting here on the second row, but there's, there's something about you. High five your neighbor and say, there's something about you. There's something about you. She said, this is a goodly child. See, she recognized that there was a divinely deposited destiny in this child. And she saw in him what he could not see, even in himself. You see, he had a problem. Pharaoh was trying to kill him. How many of y'all know that ain't a problem? That ain't just a problem, that's a big problem. When you got the highest authority in the land trying to kill you. But listen now, his potential was greater than his problem. His promise was greater than his promise. His destiny was greater than his promise. And I stopped by here to tell somebody in this room, your destiny is greater than your dilemma and your potential is greater than your problem. So you need to rejoice. Your destiny is greater than your dilemma and your potential is greater than your problem so you need to rejoice I said your destiny is greater than your dilemma there's something more cer certain than your circumstances God is on your side stop rehearsing the negative stop constantly speaking defeat and realize that your destiny is greater than your dilemma Let do you remember the story of Ruth? Ruth was called Ruth the Moabitess. She's the one who worked in the corners of the field. She's the one who met Boaz, who was the Lord of the harvest. He was the rich man. He was the heir of all things. She's, she's trying to just get enough in the corners of the field. She's reaping in the corners of the field, getting a beggar's portion. But bless God, she met Boaz. And I'm going to tell you something. She was Ruth the Moabitess. That means she was Ruth the adulteress. And in the beginning of the story, if you study Ruth, she was a beggar in the field. But by the end of the story, she owned the field. I'm trying to tell you that there are people who are judging you prematurely. They think that all you're going to do is die and perish and the promises of God are dead in your life. But I have stopped to tell you today that your destiny is greater than your dilemma and that if God spoke it, he will bring it to pass. He's not a man that he should lie. Hallelujah. I believe this with all my heart. I believe that Moses had to survive. Moses had to see victory because God promised it to him. And I want you to know that you've got to see victory. You've got to survive because God has promised it to you. Moses had to go through peril, but it brought about the purpose in his life. And I want you to understand that your purpose is greater than your peril. Hear me. I need to tell you today, regardless of what you're going through, you have survived. You've made it this far because your purpose is greater than your peril. You need to think about where you've already come from. Ah, you need to think about what you've already made it through. See, I'm not sure about you, but I am absolutely convinced about me. God has been so, so good to me. All my life, he's been faithful. And the truth is, if he never blesses me again, what he's already done for me is enough that I need to praise him every day that I live. 
if he never heals me one more time, what he's already done for me is enough that I should praise him every day that I live. If he doesn't give me another blessing or another breakthrough, what he's already done, I could ride my praise all the way to heaven based on what he's already done. I dare you right now to go ahead and praise God for what he's already done. Oh, come on, come on. I want you to praise him like he made a way. I want you to praise him like he's been good. But here's what you've got to understand, that if he's done it before, he can do it again. If he made a way before, he can make a way again. So right now, one, two, three, give God a praise based on what he's already done. Oh. And now I want you to hit the rewind button and I want you to remember that if he's done that, he can do this. And if he did that, he can do this. And if he did that, he can do this. And if he moved this, he can move that. And if he healed this, he can heal that. And it, one, two, three, praise him for what he's going to do. Yeah. See, the only thing the devil hates more than a redeemed past is a victorious future. You better write that down. You hear me? There was a great destiny locked inside this baby and the desire of the enemy was to kill this baby's destiny. And listen, you can't afford to trip out over the attack. No matter how the enemy comes against you, don't be surprised by his attacks because the assault that some of you folks have been under right now is an assault on your destiny. And you are literally at times enduring assaults based on what God has divinely deposited in you. The Bible said by faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months For three months after he was born because he was no ordinary child. See, you are no ordinary child. I've come to let everybody know in this room, you are no ordinary child. Don't be ordinary when God has called you to be extraordinary. Tell somebody around you, I'm no ordinary child. Yeah, 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 I'm no ordinary child. Don't expect to be ordinary. Don't expect just to survive. I don't want to be ordinary. I don't want to pastor an ordinary church. I don't want to go through ordinary emotions. I don't want to just be with ordinary people. I, there's something inside of me that says, God, you are better than ordinary. You are bigger than just survival. You are better than just get by. I dare you right now, make a little noise if you don't want to be just ordinary. Come on. You are extraordinary. You are no ordinary child. You are a child of the king. You are extraordinary. And listen, write this down. When you have extraordinary destiny, don't be surprised by extraordinary attack. Preach, Pastor Jim. Okay, I will. I said, when you, are, when, you, when you have extraordinary destiny, don't be surprised by extraordinary attack. Do you ever feel like you have seasons when you endure crazy, ridiculous, make-no-sense attacks? When it seems like everything that can go crazy is going crazy. Hear me now. People with extraordinary destiny... You are, you are going to experience extraordinary attacks. I've had times when I've looked at Dawn and I, I've just said, baby, is this normal? Is this, is this just, is this how everybody deals with it? Does everybody go through this kind of mess? If you have, uh, wave at me if you've ever been there. Have you ever looked around and it seemed like everybody else is just chilling like a villain on penicillin? Come on, somebody. I told y'all before that's cracker wrap. Can I get a witness? 
You, it seems like everybody around you, they're not fighting what you're fighting. They're not dealing with what you're dealing with. And I've had times when I've looked at Dawn and I've said, is this normal? But the truth is you can't expect to be supernatural and endure normal attacks. Something about your destiny is going to cause the enemy to come against you in a greater way. Hear me in this room. You will experience sometimes extraordinary attacks. But hear me. I want you to begin to expect this. Expect extraordinary deliverance yeah my attack may be intense but my deliverance is going to be intense my attack may be intense but when God shifts it and God moves it everybody's gonna know that God made a way right out of no way who am I talking to in this room somebody's ready for an extraordinary move in your life you're ready in the next 72 hours to see God change some things that you couldn't change I want to tell you God's about to move some situations in three days I don't know who I'm talking to I didn't say that in first service but I just heard the Lord say 72 hours you're about to see a turnaround somebody's about to have a thing move a season shift God said it's not over. Prophetically, I speak to you, thus saith the Lord, that there is somebody in this room, it is a 72-hour turnaround. Get ready for an extraordinary breakthrough. Give God a praise. I gotta, I gotta move, but I see finances being released. I see doors opening. I see children saved. I see dreams coming to pass. 72 hours. I didn't say it in first service. I may not say it in Palm Coast, but I'm going to say it right now because the Lord said, get ready, get ready, get ready for the extraordinary to manifest in your life. Tell your neighbor, I claim it, I claim it, I claim it. Somebody give God a shout of praise right now. I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Lord. I hear the Holy Ghost talking to me. I hear the Holy Ghost talking to me. I hear you, Holy Ghost. I hear you, Lord. The Lord said, begin to expect him to come through. The Lord said, begin to expect the Lord. The Lord said, begin to expect him to come through. Just stop expecting to get bad reports. Begin to expect God to come through and tell your issue, tell your situation. It is just a matter of time. Has God delivered anybody in this room? Has God been faithful to anybody in this place? Here's what David said. David said, for you have delivered, Psalms 116, my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Ooh. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I dare you to say that after me. Say for you, shout it out, for you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. For you have delivered, come on, my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling, my soul from death, my eyes from tears and my feet from falling. Say it again, my soul from death, my eyes from tears and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Give God a praise. 
The word deliver there, he means to pull out, to rescue, to set free. David said, you did that. You delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Understand me today. You have a divinely deposited destiny. You have a God destiny. So don't be surprised when you endure seasons that don't make sense in the natural because your destiny is supernatural. Number two, God will use what we see as senseless seasons to expose his plan for our lives. The Bible said, and when she could no longer hide him. We all go through times in our lives when we feel like our answer is hidden, our miracle is hidden, our breakthrough is hidden. We know God has promised it to us, but we are frustrated. Can I talk to real people? Lord, where is it at? It seems like it's hidden. Have you ever felt like even in your own life there was great destiny in you, but your situation kept you in a place where you felt hidden? Your circumstances kept you in a season where you felt like you were in park rather than drive. Where you even felt like at times you were even in reverse. But whether you know it or not, see the devil wants you to quit when you're in these seasons. But whether you know it or not, you don't need to trip out. These may be challenging times, but you don't need to quit on God. Because if you handle it right, <laughs> if you handle it right, you are growing. The Bible said, and when she could no longer hide him, tell somebody around you, I am growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There comes a point when, 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 when he could no longer be hidden. And sometimes the pain that we feel in the seasons that we're in is not actually because God is denying us what he promised us, but what's happening is we are actually growing. We are actually growing. We, our faith is growing. Our confession is growing. Our trust in Jesus is growing. And there are times when you're in seasons that you don't understand. And the devil's trying to tell you you are dying, you are hidden, and God doesn't know where you're at. But the pain you're feeling right now is just growing pain. I'm talking to some teenagers right now. I'm talking to some mothers, some fathers right now. The pain you've been is just growing pains. And you see people around you and they're not seeing what they want to see and you're wanting to intervene. And you're wanting to do it for that child. You're wanting to do it for that daughter, that son. You're wanting to do it for that mate. But the truth is you got to let them walk their journey because the pain is part of the process. Nobody wants to shout right now. See, the pain that you've been in is actually growing pain. The frustration had to happen. The no had to happen so you could hear the right yes. The door had to close so the right door could open. The season had to shift so you could find out that it was the Lord who made it anyway and who would cause it to come to pass. Don't overreact to the pain. It's just growing pains. God will use the season you're in to grow you up in him, but you got to handle it right. And let me tell you, all through this life and all through his life, we endured pain and Moses endured pain. He endured the pain of the loss of his family, the loss of the palace and he had desert days and lonely nights but the pain was just preparation for his destiny when he came out of the out of the problem when he came out of the desert when he came out of the issues God used him in a mighty way let me just get real with you do you remember when Moses stood before the burning bush 
and he took his shoes off because he was on holy ground and he receives his assignment from the Lord. Do you remember that? Do you remember that the Lord spoke to him and said, I am? And then the Lord gives him his assignment to deliver the people out of Israel. He said, bring my people out. He was to go to Egypt and bring them out. Do you know what Moses' name means? It means brought out. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. His name means brought out. And he had spent his life being brought out. He was brought out away from his mother. He was brought out into the river. He was brought out of the river and into Pharaoh's house. He was brought out of Pharaoh's house and into the desert. He was brought out of the desert and into Egypt to deliver his people. Suddenly, as he stands there, he has an epiphany. And he said, I suddenly understand why I've had to go through the journey that I've gone through because my destiny is my name. My destiny is my journey. I've been brought out so I can bring somebody with me. Look at your neighbor and say, when you come out, don't come out by yourself. But when God brings you out, hey, bring somebody with you. Let me tell you, there's something about this journey that is preparing you to do great things for God. There is something about this journey that's gonna make you dangerous to the devil. Somebody give God praise. Oh, glory to God. Some of you are in pain right now, but the pain is preparation. That, listen, that's why you can't afford I got, to, I got to preach. You can't afford to get bitter and mad at the people who hurt you. You can't afford to get bitter and mad about folks that did you wrong and talked about you. You can't afford to get bitter and mad about people who attacked you because they didn't know it, but God was actually using them to bring about your destiny. Pharaoh didn't even know it, but he was the author of his own demise. When he attacked Moses, he was attacking the one that would eventually conquer him. Somebody better give God a praise in here. God will even use your enemies and the people who hate you to further his agenda in your life. God, I could stay there, but I gotta move on. And when she could no longer hide him, it meant to, the word hide there means to hide as a treasure. Come on now, I'm looking at people who have treasures in them. Your purpose is a treasure. The promises of God are treasures. And this treasure, that had a destiny, that Moses had a destiny, this treasure in him could not stay hidden. My God, I wanna tell you, you may feel like you're in a senseless season, but God is growing you, and he's grooming you, and the treasure in you is going to come out. It's going to be seen. You know, when you hunt for treasure, <laughs> they always say on the map, X marks the spot. See, some of you can see the treasure in everybody else, but you can't see the treasure in yourself. You can see the potential in everybody else and you compare yourself constantly to other people and you wonder why you are not where they are and they look like they got it going on in a different way than you are. You do. But sometimes you need to stop that and identify the treasure in yourself. X marks the spot. I want you to take your finger and I want you to put an X right there on your chest. And I want you to let all hell know and every doubter know and every hater know that the Lord is on my side. Let every Pharaoh know that God is for me. He's not against me. And the promises of God are yes and amen. And even if I'm in a season right now that I don't understand, man, this season is going to bring about my purpose 
purpose and my destiny. Somebody give God a praise. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink. Isaiah said it like this. Isaiah said, I will go before you and I will make the crooked places straight. Uh-huh. I will break into pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. And I will give you treasures, the Bible says, of darkness and hidden riches, treasures of darkness, treasures of darkness, treasures of darkness and hidden riches in secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name am the God of Israel. Now, don't miss what Isaiah said. Isaiah said, I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. Somebody say, straighten it out, Lord. Yeah, yeah, straighten my daughter out, Lord. Straighten my son out. Straighten my family out. Straighten my, straighten my money out. Straighten my tomorrow out. Straighten my mind out. Straighten my health out. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. Can I stop right here? How many of you understand that God does not move in time? Time moves in God. That God is not bound by time. Time is bound by God. That's why when John the Revelator met Jesus, Jesus looked at John on the Isle of Patmos and said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. The Alpha represents your past. The Omega represents your future. And so it would be like Jesus, that's the Greek letter A and the Greek letter Z. It was like Jesus is saying, I'm the A and I'm the Z. Come on, somebody. It's like him saying, I'm the A, wherever you were, I am. And I'm the Z, and wherever you're going, I'm already there because I don't move in time, times and moves in me. So I'm the A, uh -huh, and I'm the Z, come on somebody, and I'm the L-M-N-O-P, can I get a witness in the house? He's saying, wherever you were, I am. I'm holding your past from you. There's nothing in your past that can come and get you. There's nothing in your past that can defeat you. It's all covered by my blood. The enemy can't bring you under condemnation because there is now. Therefore, no condemnation to those who are, who are in Christ Jesus. So let me tell you, the devil can't use your past against you because Jesus is there holding back your past. But he's also element OP. He's with you. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He said, I'm with you when it's high. I'm with you when it's low. I'm with you when you're weak. I'm with you when you're strong. I am a very present help. In the time of trouble, Jesus said, I'm right with you. I'm the A, I'm the L-M-N-O-P, and I'm the Z. That means wherever you're going, I'm already there. He said, I'll go before you. That means he's already in your tomorrow. That means he's already in your next week. The Lord said, while you sitting here in July, I'm already in September, creating a September to remember. The Lord said, while you sitting here in July, I've already shifted it in August. I've already made a way in February. Somebody right now who believes that there's treasure in you, give him a praise right now. Give him praise for answered prayer. Give him praise for breakthrough. He said, I will give you treasures of darkness. Come on now. Anytime God takes you through the darkness, do not fear because the treasure is somewhere in the darkness. I've come to tell somebody, you're on the brink. You're on the brink. You're on the brink. It looked bad for Moses, but Moses was about to be ushered into his destiny. Tell your neighbor, I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink. I need to hear somebody right now. Give God praise if you feel like you're on the brink.
Watch this, I'm trying to close. What seemed like a senseless season brought him to the brink of his miracle. The Bible said that when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed him with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it by the reeds, by the river's brink. I want to tell somebody, somebody over here, somebody over here, somebody in the back, you're on the brink. I want to tell somebody by live stream, you're on the brink of some great Great, great breakthroughs from God. Somebody I'm preaching to right now, you're on the brink. What looked so bad turned out to be so good for Moses, and I'm gonna tell you, if Moses was on the brink, you and me are on the brink. Maybe I'm not just preaching to you, I'm for sure preaching to myself. Don't you know the faith that it took for this woman, this mother, to place this baby in the river? You know the faith that it took for her to wrap that child up in that ark, for her to pitch it with asphalt and place it in the river? But what she was doing is saying, God, I can't do it, but you can. I'm going to give it to God. She wasn't putting it in the river, baby. She was giving it to God because she knew as long as she was giving it to God that God would take care of it. Some of you have been trying to carry yourself I hear the Holy Ghost say give it to God you're on the brink tell your neighbor I'm on the brink yeah yeah look at him right in the eye and say neighbor I need to praise the Lord because I'm on the brink I'm on the brink I'm on the brink I'm on the brink I'm on the edge if you look at the word brink Nathan brink is the word sapphire it means the bank, it means the border, it means the edge. Tell your neighbor I'm almost there. One more step, I'm gonna see God do it. I'm on the brink, I'm close to my breakthrough. I'm on the brink. Take a 10 second praise if you're on the brink right now. No, that ain't a praise. Jump on your feet and give God a praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. You can just stand there, but I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink of answered prayer. I'm on the brink of seeing my children saved. I'm on the brink of that miracle. I'm on the brink of that cancer drying up. I'm on the brink. I can't quit now. I'm on the brink. I can't give up now. I'm on the brink. How do you act when you're close to a breakthrough? How do you act when you're a step away? I'm on the brink. Come on, breakthrough only comes when the pressure gets the hottest. Breakthrough comes when the pressure gets the most intense. I'm on the brink. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you just stand there if you want to. But my destiny is about to materialize. My miracles are about to be released. My promises are about to be possessed. And I got to praise him because I'm on the brink. Somebody give him praise if you're on the brink. Good God, I, I, I can't help it. I bind doubt off of you in the name of Jesus. 
I bind fear off of you in the name of Jesus. I bind that spirit that has come on you and said things ain't getting better and it is what it is and you've been trying to feel out how you're going to recognize how you're going to walk the rest of the way with this problem. But the Lord said, don't you buy into this problem that it is eternal. The Lord said, you are on the brink of a mighty breakthrough. You need to go ahead and praise him like it's already done. High five four people and say, I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink. I'm on the edge. I'm on the border. I'm on the bank. I'm almost there. I've been fighting, but I'm almost there. I've been praying, but I'm almost there. I've been weeping, but I'm almost there. I've been believing, but I'm almost there. I gotta praise him, cause I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink. You're on the brink. You're on the brink. Don't quit now. Don't quit now. Tell your neighbor I'm getting close. Yeah, yeah, high five three or four people and say, yeah, you're getting close. 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 You have to be. You have to be. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Come on, 72 hours. 72 hours for somebody. I'm getting close. Hallelujah. But the word brink, I can't stop there. It means the bank, the border, and the edge. But there's actually two meanings to the Hebrew word sapphire. Sapphire also means the lip, the language, the speech, and the talk. And I heard the Lord say, when you get close and when you're on the brink, you gotta watch your mouth. You gotta not let your mouth be filled with doubt. You gotta not let your mouth be filled with fear. You gotta watch the lip, the language, the speech, and the talk. I don't care how she's acting right now. You point at her in the name of Jesus and you say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Your chicken wing eating, pot bellied, beer drinking husband may be losing his mind, but you need to go home. If you ain't got no olive oil, get you some Wesson oil and you pour it on his head and say, boy, you're on the brink. You're gonna be the high priest of this house. You're gonna serve the Lord and you need to look at your purpose and your destiny and get your mouth on it. The Bible said the power of death and life is in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Somebody right now, give God a crazy praise. Huff your neighbor and say, I gotta watch my mouth. I gotta watch my mouth. I gotta watch my mouth. I may not be able to go to lunch with your negative self today because I gotta watch my mouth. There's a breakthrough on my horizon and I gotta watch my mouth. God is about to do bigger things in my life and I gotta watch. I feel a crazy praise. Somebody one, two, three. Give him praise. Come on, your praise. 
is breaking you through right now. Your praise is breaking mess off of you right now. Give God praise. High five five people and say, I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink. Uh, Y'all, I ain't done this in a long time. But I hear the Holy Ghost say, you need to let these people lose their minds. Giving me a little praise. He, he said that the attack has intensified because the enemy knows that they're on the brink. But I want you right now to clap back at the devil. I want you to come back at the devil. I want your praise to be your testimony that you are on the brink. Somebody next to you can't praise him like you can because they're not believing for what you're believing for. But one, two, three, give God praise. Come on and give him praise. Hallelujah! 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 The Lord said, I gotta let this praise go for a minute. Hallelujah! Give him praise! Give him praise! Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm almost through, but I gotta praise the Lord. Say this right here, I'm on the brink, but this right here is how I'm gonna act when I finally cross over. Go ahead and do that right now. Go ahead and do that right now. I gotta praise, I gotta praise, and I gotta let it out. I gotta praise. I, I gotta praise, I gotta praise, and I gotta let it out. I gotta praise. Hey, there you go. I, I gotta praise, I gotta praise, and I gotta let it out. I gotta praise. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I gotta praise. I gotta praise and I gotta let it out. I gotta, somebody feels like dance, come on, I saw it. Well, I, I gotta dance. I gotta dance and I gotta let it out. I gotta dance. I, I gotta dance. I gotta dance and I gotta let it out. I gotta dance. Here we go. I, I gotta shout. I gotta shout and I gotta let it out. I gotta shout. I I gotta shout. I gotta shout and I gotta let it out. I gotta shout. Give him a shout in here. I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink. That's why I gotta watch my mouth. That's why I gotta speak faith. 
That's why I gotta say it even when I don't feel it. I'm on the brink. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink of breakthrough. I'm on the brink of healing. I'm on the brink of a financial miracle. I'm on the brink of joy, new joy. I'm on the brink of seeing that dream come to pass. I'm on the brink of seeing my family move forward. I'm on the brink of a new season. If you have an extraordinary destiny, don't be surprised by extraordinary attack, but expect extraordinary deliverance. I'm on the brink. The devil had nothing else but the threat. If you're in a fight with somebody, the only time you stop fighting them is when they're no longer a threat. Some of the attack that you've endured is because in reality, you are a great threat to the devil. When you come through this, when you cross over, God is going to use this season to show you and everybody around you that his promises are yes and amen. See, here's the deal. The Bible says that when she looked at Moses, he was a goodly child. There was something about him. But then Hebrews said he was no ordinary child. God is calling this house. God is calling you out of survival, out of disordinary, and into extraordinary. The Bible said he put his spirit in you as earnest. Earnest is like a down payment. It's a deposit. When you're buying a house, you give earnest money. It's your seal that this is my house. Belongs to me. The Lord said, I put the Holy Spirit in you as earnest money, a down payment. I'm calling you to be extraordinary. Listen, when she went to that river, she must have trembled. I have children. I love all three. Could you imagine her building the ark, the bull rush, the old timers used to call it, pitching it with asphalt, laying her baby in it, and taking it to the Nile River full of crocodiles, and stood there on the brink and laid it in the river. Some of y'all say, well, she was giving it to Pharaoh. No, she was giving him to God. And she would have never known deliverance unless she gave that baby to God. What do you need to give to God today? You're standing on the brink, the edge, and the lip and the language that you have had has robbed you of what God wants to do in your life. 
The Bible said, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Corrupt communication means diseased words. Sometimes we disease our own futures because we speak negatively. He'll never make it. He'll never do it. It'll never happen. It'll never come. But I've come to tell you today that you're on the brink. Somebody's going to see breakthrough in the near future. I'm claiming it for myself. But who feels like maybe that's you? I really need a breakthrough, Jim Rayleigh. In the name of Jesus, I declare that this is not the season that you give up. This is not the season that you break down. This is not the season when the devil gets the best of you. No, 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 no. You are on the brink. You're on the brink of the breakthrough that you've been believing for. You're on the brink of the breakthrough that you've been declaring. I hear the Lord say that there's some things you've been believing for. Come here, Josh. I declare in Jesus' mighty name. I'm going to close in a minute, but I feel, I feel Jesus in this place. I don't do it much, but I just feel like something is about to break in your life. I see fresh oil being poured out on you. The Lord said, you are on the brink. Mister, you're on the brink. You're on the brink. You're on the brink. You're on the brink. Oh, Jesus, give him strength, Lord. It's been a journey that he's been on. He's trusted you. But now I declare you're on the brink. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, stand right there, stand right there, stand right there, you. Hallelujah. I hear you've been saying, when, when, Lord, when. The Lord said, get ready. There's some things going to manifest in your life in this next season. The Lord said, this is not the time to quit. Come on, you just receive right with her. You're on the brink. I don't do this all the time, but the Lord said there's some things you've been concerned about, worried about. The Lord said it's coming that you're going to see uh, you're going to see a breakthrough, honey. Sheena, mama, mama, mama. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. If you're on the brink, I want you to raise your hands right now. I'm on the brink. 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 I'm on the edge. 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 Come on, y'all. I got to obey God. I'm sorry. I gotta obey the Lord. Somebody raise your hands. You're on the brink. You're on the brink. You're on the brink. 
The Lord said this represents a new beginning. This season is a new beginning. The Lord said you have, you guys have held out when it hasn't been easy. But the Lord said get ready. Get ready for indescribable breakthrough. Supernatural, supernatural healing. Over you, over your family. Over there it is. It flows like a river. It flows like a river. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. The devil can't have him. You hear me? The devil can't have him. In the name of Jesus. There it is. 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 I've heard you say, Lord, do you see me? Do you know where I'm at? The Lord said his hand is on you and it's on everybody you love. And this next season, get ready for the supernatural. You're stepping on through, sister. You're stepping out of the past and into the future. Oh, there it is. There it is. You're crossing over. You're crossing over. He's renewing your mind. He's shifting your season. It's been long enough. It's been long enough. The Lord said, get up out of it. The Lord said, walk away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, the door is open. Let's go through it. The door is open. Let's go through it. The door is open. Let's go through it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You came back today because you're on the brink. You came back today because your family's on the brink. I'll release an anointing that God make himself real to you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm on the brink. Come on, somebody cross on over. 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 The devil can't have your children. He can't have your grandchildren. No, 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 no. You prayed too long. You believed too hard. The Lord said you're on the brink. You're on the brink. Somebody give God a praise. I speak speak of healing. Miracle power. Miracle power. Miracle power. Come on, come on, come on. Let's don't worry about the time for just a minute. Let's reach out there and claim what God has for us. I'm on the brink. 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 Hallelujah. Come on. 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 I'm on the brink. Come here, sister. Come here. Quick. Come on. Come on. Come on. Shake get up here. Get up here. Yeah, you. Come on. Raise your hands. The battle's making sense now, isn't it? The process is making sense now. All that time the devil thought he was going to destroy you and destroy your purpose. God had you right there on the brink, on the brink. The Lord said, this is your season to step in. You're on the brink. You're on the brink. You're on the brink. I take authority over depression. I take authority over fear. I take authority over thoughts where you don't think you deserve it. God said you're on the brink. Oh, Jesus. 
Somebody praise the Lord right now. Somebody praise the Lord right now. I haven't come this far to quit. I haven't come this far to give up. Somebody, I'm on the brink. I'm on the brink. Come on, just give me a couple more minutes. I got to obey God. The Lord said every word. The Lord said every word. Every word, every word, every word that was for you. Every word. The Lord said you didn't show up in here by accident. The Lord wants you to know you're on the brink. Ha! You're on the brink. I, I bind every heartache. I bind every heartbreak off of you. I rebuke it that your past does not, does not dictate your future. I hear the Lord say there is greatness in you. You are no ordinary child. I release breakthrough over you in the mighty name of Jesus. Sorakamaya. Come on, somebody clap your hands. Somebody give God praise. Somebody give God praise. Come here right here. You come stand right here, you. Preacher, come stand right here. Hallelujah, raise your hands. I see you watching preachers and saying, how do they do it? I see you watching preachers and saying, I want that. But the Lord said he's got something unique he's gonna pour out into your life. The Lord said he's gonna use you in ways you never dreamed or imagined. The Lord said this is your season of submission. The Lord said you're on the brink. The Lord said you're on the brink. The Lord said he's gonna teach you, he's gonna show you. The Lord said you have hungered for the Holy Ghost. The Lord said you got to let that mark your ministry. The Lord said don't be just a communicator, be a firebrand sent from heaven. The Lord said he wants to use you. I declare that the devil can't have you. I declare that he won't have your purpose. I declare he won't have your destiny. I declare he won't have your future. I declare when you open your mouth that people will be set free and delivered. I declare healing in your hands. I declare anointing in your body. I declare revelation in your mind. I declare that you are a mighty man of God. You are in school right now. You are in training right now. Walk the process out, son. Walk it out. God's going to use you. His promises are intact. The journey was necessary. Even though everything wasn't perfect where you come from, you are no ordinary child. You are no ordinary child. In the name of Jesus. I'm almost through, maybe. You two come up here. Right there with the beard. Yes, sir, come here. Bring bring her with you. 
I release fresh oil over you. I release your purpose. I release God's plan. I release God's hand. Hallelujah. You've had a season of unusual attack, but the Lord said you're going to have unusual breakthrough. I call it over you. I call it over you. I call it over you. Let it flow like a river. Let it flow like a river. Let it flow like a river. Let it flow like a... Don't be denied. Don't be... That's it. That's it. She's breaking through. She's breaking through. She's breaking through. Yes. Now one, two, three, I want you to raise the praise in here. Raise the praise in here. For every one of you who feels like you're on the brink, I want you to raise your hands. Come up here, Pastor Dom. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over every attack of the enemy that's tried to discourage you and threaten you. I declare that this is your season of supernatural breakthrough. I declare not by might or by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. I see children coming in. I see finances shifting. I see seasons changing. I see doors opening. Huh. I see attacks ceasing. I see miracles manifesting. I see dreams coming to pass. I, uh, if you receive it, give the Lord a praise. Honey, I feel like God has spoken to us today. We're gonna close this service out in prayer. But before I do, I wanna do this last thing. With heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're here in this room and you'd say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with God. There's things in my life that ought not be there. And when you pray, pray for me. If you're not where you need to be with the Lord, when I count to three, raise your hands. There's sin in my life. It locks me out of God's best for my life. When you pray, pray for me. If that's you, when I count to three, raise your hand. Are you ready? One, pray for me, Pastor. Two, hands are already being lifted. Three, set that hand up. Hands in every section. Hold it up high. If you raised your hand and you meant business, hold it up. I'm going to lend you five more seconds. If you need to raise your hand, raise it now. Five. Pray for me, Pastor. Four. I'm not where I need to be, Pastor. Three, two, one. I want everybody in the room that raised your hand. If somebody next to you has their hand raised, I want you to move back and give them room to come forward. But if you raise your hand and you're ready for a new season, I want you to move this way right now. Every, every one of you. Don't, don't dare miss this moment. Don't dare miss this moment. Why don't you clap while these people come? This is the biggest miracle of the day. Line them up right across the front. Come on. If you would like to be part of what God is doing here at Calvary, you can give online at calvaryfl.com or you can use our app. We hope this message encouraged you to experience the spirit, embrace the lost, and live the life. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you soon.